Welcome to Courtney for Life, a podcast created to elevate your way of life and guide you to eat with balance, lift with passion, and live with intent. I'm your host, Courtney Stricky, an entrepreneur, nutrition coach, sponsored athlete, and food lover. Now let's dig into this episode. This episode is sponsored by Canadian Protein. Nothing is more important in my life than my body, which is why I've trusted Canadian Protein for nearly four years to provide me with the fuel, nutrients, and supplements that my body needs in order to perform optimally in the gym and recover fully throughout my day. I use Canadian Protein powders and supplements, and I recommend you trying them too. Visit CanadianProtein.com and enter athlete promo code COURTNEYFORLIFE to get your premium supplements and powders at the best price. Hey, strong friends, and welcome to episode 26 of the Courtney for Life podcast. We are digging into the always popular topic around fat loss in terms of cutting calories and the overly hyped phrase of ruined metabolism. Now, disclaimer, it's more like adapted metabolism than it actually being ruined. So what is metabolism? Think of it as the engine that keeps you going. And I kind of, okay, I really hate the term of your whole body's like a car analogy, but until I can think of something better, I'm using that here. So a car runs on gas and you run on calories. Both are units of energy. Most of these calories are burned throughout your body just by being alive, by fueling your cells and keeping your heart pumping, your blood circulating, your lungs breathing, your digestive system working, and your brain thinking. You're always burning calories even when you're asleep. And here's how it works. One, you eat the food. Two, your body breaks it down into its simplest forms of protein, carbs, and fats. Step three, your calories in the components are converted into energy, which are used by your cells and tissues to grow and repair themselves. So I already know what you really wanna know. The question is that you're asking me, is there a way to burn more, that is to get a faster metabolism? And the answer is yes. It begins with what you eat and how you move. More on those two coming up. Other factors that affect your metabolism are your genetics, sleep, and stress. So genetics, so you might have naturally faster or slower metabolism through your lifestyle, and it definitely has a huge impact. Sleep, this is critical. When your body is short on sleep, it gets pushed into conservation mode, so you burn fewer calories. And stress, especially long-term stress, releases hormones, basically, cortisol that screws with your digestion so your food is not used as efficiently. So what is your metabolism made from? First, your resting metabolic rate or RMR, which is the energy your body uses to stay alive. Then we have your thermic effect of food or TEF, which refers to the energy that is required in order to digest, absorb, and store your nutrients. Then we have your activity energy expenditure, which is exactly that, how much energy you expend during activity, which is AEE, or or also your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is NEAT, which if you could have heard me talk about it before, or other people have talked about NEAT before, which is basically just things that you do while you're moving, but not exercise based. So maybe walking to the grocery store or cleaning the house or something like that. So how do we increase your metabolism, AKA get us into that fat burning mode? Basically 
exercise. So excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, to get all that, EPOC or EPOC can last for more than a day after you stop exercising, depending on the duration and intensity of your activity. So exercise is not just like the one hour that you're working out and that's kind of it. It lasts a lot longer. So ultimately, it is about burning more calories than you consume, but what kind of calories you consume are so much more important. And this is why we focus on macronutrients that I had mentioned before. Again, protein, carbs, and fats. Please note that losing weight can decrease your resting metabolic, meta, metabolic rate. <sighs> so it's really important to diet sensibly and adapt your thermogenesis, right? So your RMR will decrease as you lose weight since weighing less means requiring less body tissue to support. And obviously there's other factors involved, but Unless you diet too hard for too long, your RMR should normalize after the dieting period is over. And again, this is why going through calorie cut phases are important and you can't constantly be cutting and cutting and cutting for extended periods of time, okay? So cutting calories for fat loss. It is important that this is going to vary for everyone. And when I get questions about how this happens and how do you do it, the most honest and accurate response that I can give, yet probably the worst response that I can give is, it depends, because it really does. It totally depends on the person. And it's not easy. Sometimes it can be more manageable than other times, but you have to understand a few things. Hunger is going to happen, obviously because you're restricting calories or energy from what your body is used to. So when you're cutting calories, being hungry is going to happen. You have to accept that. Your muscle mass may suffer depending on the person and how aggressive the cut is. And if you're cutting like a lot of weight, then you have to understand that there's a good chance, probably indefinitely, that you will lose a little bit of muscle. And again, you have to be okay and accepting of that. Your mind is going to play games with you. You're going to have cravings and urges, especially noted for women with hormones on a monthly basis. So if you want more information on that about female hormones and strength training, refer to my one of my previous podcasts about female hormones and strength training for a little bit more insight. So in order to lose weight, we usually want this to focus on fat loss than total body loss. And obviously we want to preserve as much muscle mass as possible, but we have to understand again, it's going to be different for everyone. And a deficit is not necessarily going to be 500 calories. So for example, a 500 calorie cut from a big guy who eats like 3000 calories a day versus a small woman who's only having like a thousand calories a day, that 500 calorie deficit is going to be a huge difference between the two people. And again, it might not be realistic. And again, it's going to depend on everyone. So when do we do calorie cuts and when do we go through cutting phases? We have to be in a mentally good place, almost like a plateau. So where your body has been for a while, what it's comfortable at, and when it's, when you're able to really adhere. So doing a calorie cut or a weight loss cut or anything, probably not going to be optimal during upcoming holidays or maybe not in the summer when you have a lot of barbecues and social events to attend to. 
You also don't want to have a set deadline, especially when doing a calorie cut is new to you. You don't want to get so fixed because there's a lot of variables and a lot of unknowns. So when to do a calorie cut, you have to be in a really good place mentally and where your body is at a really healthy point. So this might not be realistic or healthy for someone. And I usually recommend someone either reverse dieting or maintaining for a few months. So hanging out kind of at the same place before even thinking about fat loss because their body has been restricted for so long. Hope that makes sense. You also need to understand that when you're doing a calorie cut, you need to have a lot of patience. Sometimes it takes four to six weeks to even begin to see changes. And I know for me personally, I can cut calories and within the first like three to four weeks, I will not see like a speck of change. And all of a sudden after like four weeks, it's like, bam, all the changes are happening. A few important things that we wanna consider are keeping your protein up for satiation. And protein is has been proven to be the most satiating macro. Now, carbs are definitely satisfying, but only short-term because of the sugar spikes and then the empty cravings that you get from it. So even though we think that calories, because they're units of energy and our body's main energy source, we think that those are gonna be the most satiating when in reality, protein from like a health nutrient standpoint, protein is the most satiating macronutrient. Now, again, on protein, it by far burns the most energy of any of the three macronutrients. And for that reason, because of its protective effect on muscle mass, protein plays a central role in many diets. So this is why like a lot of my new clients, I'm just gonna throw an example out there, is I usually ramp up their protein like decently compared to where they were before. And they're always like, I can't eat the protein, I can't eat the protein. And it's not that I'm trying to overload and give them like four times their body weight in protein, that's not what I'm doing. And that's definitely not what I recommend, but especially when someone's been restricted for so long, which is a good chunk of my athletes, I want to protect their muscles. So the muscle mass that they have, I wanna protect it and I wanna make it more satiating of a diet for them to follow. Hopefully that makes a little more sense. Now, in terms of calories and macronutrients as a whole, the macro ranges for calorie cuts are going to depend on the person. Again, it depends and it's gonna differ um, depending on their nutrition goals, their dietary preferences, their history of dieting, and basically like just what they like and what their body is comfortable with. There's a few other options, um, like you can implement refeed days when you do calorie cuts, or you can do calorie days, and I'm not gonna dig into that too much right now, but if you refer back to episode three that I have in my podcast, I can give you a little bit more feedback and guidance on that, and why refeed days might be important, or implementing calorie days, which is something that I do with some of my athletes. Now I know that's a lot of information that I just shot into your ears, but hopefully if you maybe listen through this a few times, um, you'll able to be able to absorb it all. And I hope this does help just giving you a little bit more insight on your metabolism and fat loss when it comes to cutting calories. So with that being said, I hope you have an awesome day, strong friends. Thanks for hanging out and catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss upcoming episodes. 
For more beyond this podcast, including my blog, coaching inquiries, and program information, visit my website at CourtneyForLife.com. For daily inspiration for health, fitness, and overall well-being, follow me on Instagram at CourtneyForLife underscore or search hashtag CourtneyForLife. Until next time.